Lost the Script is a podcast not suitable for young, delicate ears. That means if you're a child listener, please don't tell your parents. See, that's why I need a fucking mouse, because then I can do, like, click up. But now I, I just mm. have my finger, so it's like, record. It's on the well, on the beat. You've played music before. That's true. <laughs> that shouldn't be that much of an issue. <laughs> Really. Yeah. Speaking of inconveniences, you're now listening to Lost the Script. We are the weekly podcast. We're in the first week we guesstimate a movie based entirely off of its poster. We make a three-part plot out of it. Sometimes it's funny. Last week was a bit more confusing than funny, but also funny in the way that it was incredibly confusing. Uh, this week we will be reviewing said movie that we guesstimated last week. Uh, this movie that we are doing is... I still don't know the name of it, 100%, it's which is... The Ice Road. <laughs> It is the ice road. Well, the problem with it is, as we touched on last week, the is like way up in the womb of ice. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, of ice. So it could be ice the road or the ice road. We went under the assumption last week that it was ice the road. Um, our movie, though a little convoluted, was much more interesting, oh, I gotta yeah. say, yep. than this uh, Liam Neeson vehicle, pun intended. Ha <laughs> ha. Very good, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be talking a little bit about this movie. So uh, we usually do a little synopsis of the movie, which uh, Kean will take away in a second. But uh, it kind of goes without saying, there's a bunch of spoilers, which um, if you care about spoilers at all, you should pause it right now. That was your one fucking opportunity. No going back from here. Nope. Although I will say that you're not missing anything if you just get this one spoiled for you. <laughs> Uh, the one thing that I kept on thinking during the entire thing was uh, the tagline for the poster should have been action movie for dads. <laughs> That's great. I'm, <laughs> that would have been perfect. Wait, did they have one? Did they have a tagline? Uh, yeah, it was. It, we, we touched on it a little bit, but it didn't get really incorporated into our synopsis because it's essentially just a pun. It was uh, this mission's on thin ice oh, or something like that. Oh, yeah. I think I'm about to paraphrase it. <laughs> Which, also, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I remember really enjoying it when I read that, but <laughs> yeah. now that I've seen the actual movie, fuck that. It's fun that we can do movies sometimes where the most enjoyable part of the movie is our riffing on it. So, And that's kind of our Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. Uh, that's our, our twisted minds, you know, taking yeah. something boring and pretty bad. And pretty bad. All right, let's mm -hmm. get this synopsis thing going. <clears throat> right. Let's do it. Let's see if I can do this. All right. Prepare yourself for the synopsis of a movie which is equal parts white savior and white effacement. A movie that points out all the ignorance of white people while somehow simultaneously atoning for nothing. Written by a white dude. Here is a story with so much confidence in its audience intelligence that it explains through text what an ice road is. Uh, we then join a troop of miners, miners of what? Who gives a shit? We learn that they, the methane detectors have been shut off for some mysterious reason, but no one really seems to care besides the supervisor. Then the mine collapses after being hit by one of the worst CGI explosions this side of 2010. Miners are dying all over, and there is general mayhem. 
I, I want to point out that I did start to take notes on this movie, but quickly after my first note, which is this, I, I stopped taking notes and, um, the, the one note that I had was Bionicle movie ass looking explosions. <laughs> yes. uh, miners are dying all over and there's general mayhem. Uh, we make a hard cut to Liam Neeson jauntily driving along to an incredibly on the nose country song about driving along. He walks into a, me- a mechanic shop where his aphasic PTSD riddled veteran brother is being teased by three grown ass men. Liam Neeson says stop, the aggressor drops a pair of R-words, and Liam Neeson knocks him out and gets fired. Oh, yeah. hate to see it. Yeah, hate to see it. While Liam Neeson <laughs> drops his brother, Gertie, off of the doctors for some sort of checkup, <laughs> of we cut to uh, a battle for the ages between three actors and the worst expositional dialogue in modern history. <laughs> essentially, they need, essentially, they need to get some equipment uh, to the mine and the ice road is the only way to do it. Just as we survive that encounter, we are jockeyed to a scene where Lawrence Fishburne becomes the next victim in a heinous spree of expositional tripe, the gist of which is that he, as the dispatcher of a big rig truck, or as a dispatcher for big rig trucks on the ice road, doesn't have any drivers because it's the off-season. Cutting back to Neeson, we see the doctors trying to prescribe opioids to the brother, so he gets pissed, and they leave to pursue the truck driving job that's in uh, that's in high demand. Fishburne bails out a former driver named Tantu, a person of indigenous descent from jail for protesting white people or something. Uh, somebody says something racist, and she responds. Then she agrees to work with Lawrence Fishburne. Liam Neeson shows up, and he and his brother earn the job uh, because his brother is a a mechanical savant. Uh, The four of them, Neeson, Gertie, Tantu, and Fishburne, set out in three big rigs accompanied by an insurance guy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love this guy. (laughs) This is where everything gets really stupid. Uh, They drive... (laughs) Yeah, this is where... (laughs) They drive for a while, then Fishburne's engine block blows or something, and he sinks into the ice with his rig. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) The insurance guy blames uh, the only non-white person for putting gas in the tank instead of diesel. Liam Neeson Neeson sides with the insurance guy, uh, so they tie her up, uh, but then the insurance guy immediately turns on Liam Neeson and Gertie and tries to blow them up while they're locked in their trailer. That fails, and Neeson uh, and the Neesons are in pursuit. The racist insurance. Can I? Uh, can Can I just touch on the the explosion part of it? Also, <laughs> yeah. uh, the guy like Looney Tunes straps together like six sticks of dynamite, throws <laughs> it under Liam Neeson's car. He get er, out of the truck. He gets out of the truck. He escapes, and then he grabs the like six sticks of dynamite and throws it probably fifteen feet away, and then it just makes like a pretty mildly small explosion. And I was like, "That was a lot of dynamite that you just kind of <laughs> Granny Smith." <laughs> <laughs> he does just kind of like shuffle it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, the racist insurance guy is driving with Tantu in tow, and he is racist. Uh, he flat out tells yes. Tantu uh, that he's sent by the insurance folks to make sure that the rescue attempt doesn't succeed. Oh, also Tantu's brother was one of the miners because we need to give a shit or something. Mm-hmm. All the while, they're cutting to uh, they're cutting to scenes in the mine which you couldn't pay me to give a shit about, much less the actors. 
Turns out mining companies are evil. How potent. Whoa. The insurance guy and the Neesons coyote and roadrunner each other for so fucking long until they finally kill the insurance guy and make it to the miners. They also kill Gertie for no fucking reason at the end of that whole exchange. This... Well, I think at that point of the movie, they're like, we can't keep on doing this really ham-fisted dialogue <laughs> that they have them do because someone's going to make a petition to stop this movie. <laughs> uh, the CEO of the company shows up and apparently didn't know anything about the shady mining practices, so the whole evil corporation situation gets dumped onto a general manager character because this is a fiction after all. Uh, Liam Neeson punches a racist, the general manager racist... Oh, wait, shit. Liam Neeson punches a racist, the general manager racist, and the corporate ah. greed and racism is solved. The moral of the story is that you should have stopped watching this movie a long time ago and started playing Halo Infinite like you know you wanted to. Also, there's a three months later bit where they just show that Liam Neeson and Tantu are friends. <laughs> It's a very important scene, though, because it also shows that he bought a truck, uh, which his mentally disabled brother, very poorly acted, by the way, named Truck Truck Truck. Yes. Uh, Don't really need to get into the whole aphasia bit about how Gertie also, what the fuck is up with that? That is Uh, a pretty bad trope of just naming people with mental disabilities bad things. And this is my brother, Dopey. Yeah, Yeah. I... Yeah, oh boy, that is a good synopsis. Um, there's so much about this movie. I just, I found myself laughing, like, more often than I do at <laughs> bad movies usually. So, you know, points in this one than some ones that are just utter boring bad movies. This yeah. is a kind of, it, I wouldn't say it's so bad it's good because it's definitely not good no. at all. But it is at least so misguided and very bad that the whole time i I don't think i was bored really right yeah yeah you're absolutely right it's like so there is they a lot of movies are like they're bad but then they like it's because of certain decisions that the movie makes and you just like follow those bad those like ill-fated decisions but this movie has so many points in it that are bad it's like a Mm -hmm. new idiotic thing is happening every couple minutes I guarantee they just had a movie about ice road truckers, and then they it was going to be made in, like, 2017, and then all the well-earned social upheaval that we are currently in was, uh, you know, in, in the schism, and then the guy was just like, well, I have to add a little bit of racism in it, so let's just make the bad guy... A little racist, too. He just says the, like, phrase, you people, a couple times. Yeah, like a pair of times. (laughs) Yeah, and it's so funny to me because at that point I was like, they didn't need to make this guy just, like, like the wanton murder wasn't enough, you know? (laughs) He's got to be a racist. Yeah, we need to dislike this guy enough to root for Liam Neeson because God knows he's not helping his cause in this movie. I think Uh, the bigger crime as... Uh, as this movie uh, deals with race is the way that this white dude wrote that our indigenous uh, person. Uh, she's, she's like constantly just like, you wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. And he's like, why you're kind of an asshole. And she goes like worse. I act like I'm white. And it's like, yeah. Zing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I don't know. That seems racist now too. Yeah. And I now don't really like Nobody, uh, Nobody's worse at writing reverse racism than a white guy. 
Yeah, <laughs> so what's like her name again? Is it Tantu? T A N T O O. Which also one letter away from Tonto. Uh, so (laughs) (laughs) i'll take your lexicon when it comes to making up (laughs) indigenous people's names oh my god Uh, i really thought there was going to be a return like a like a corny uh like revisiting of like uh the first thing that the insurance guy does before we realize he's a racist is like oh tantu what does that mean and she like does this fake like uh uh like um caveman accent where she goes name mean like to drive alone and he's like oh okay i thought we were gonna find out later on like liam neeson's like wait so what does your name mean and she's like it means ice road or something (laughs) it means ice the road (laughs) in certain languages no one's really sure about where the the is in the sentence uh man man oh man liam neeson's performance in this is just awful too i don't like he's he's always been pretty stiff Mm -hmm. as far as acting goes which is why he's a billion years old and still making action movies because taken worked (laughs) and then they're like oh this is our guy this is our new bruce willis so him and bruce willis are constantly competing in some sort of weird battle to be the least interesting and terrible person (laughs) that you should be rooting for in any of these boomer action movies oh my god also the action oh no so bad (laughs) so much so much just it it did in me it gave it gave me a little bit of like anxiety when i was watching some of the action parts because there was a lot of them like rolling around on the snow in like six layers of jackets and i was like man it's hard to move alone (laughs) so i imagine these people were like struggling to make anything look cool but it does just look like at its peak of action, it does just look like a bunch of people like rolling around on each other. Yeah. <laughs> occasionally, like, <laughs> like picture some like, like free sound clips <laughs> yeah. com, uh, fully work thrown in. It's like the the kids from uh, a Christmas story, just like running through like a deep trench. Very, very, <laughs> yeah. The insurance guy, you can tell immediately that you're supposed to dislike him uh, because he's got a scarf too, mm-hmm. and also there's so many points that lead this to just like bad boomer sensibilities because like he busts his brother out of the hospital because they're trying to give him opioids which also <laughs> yeah. big big problem yeah over opioiding the veterans yeah not good but also like the doctor yells at him like ptsd is real and he's just like fuck off or something <laughs> like <that. laughs> and it's like well yeah he does have a valid point <laughs> i didn't I thought he was against the opioids. I didn't yeah, know exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. He didn't believe in mental health. <laughs> like, oh, uh, I love that. But also, it's symptomatic of something that happens a lot in this movie, where it's like it has it has a point that it's trying to make. But also, anyone who's ever written a movie before would know that a subtext is a lot of that. You're not supposed to write in there. Yeah. I hate a- I hate opioids. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's like, and it happens a couple of times where it's like, ah, mining companies, we're evil. <laughs> like, but not CEOs. Not yeah. CEOs of mining it's companies. Straight just up, the like, middleman. It's like if it. the guy who was running your McDonald's franchise was like doing shit to your stuff. And it's like, oh, you don't think that whoever's in, in charge of all McDonald's knows there's shady shit going on or it was his <laughs> idea? Like, are you fucking kidding me? 
It's like the the uh, it's the biggest fucking cop out. It's not even like uh, that uh, the movie about like the BP oil spill event, not, not Event Horizon, um, Horizon something. Um, you can maybe construe Event Horizon that way too <laughs> if you really want to. Yeah, it's not it's not like they even blame like a, an overarching like a uh, huge corporate thing for. A, you know, a making it common practice to fuck up uh, safety regulations, which has been covered a bazillion times. Um, mm-hmm. But they're just like, oh, well, this is an isolated incident of when <laughs> mining goes wrong. Or it's like, well, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> this is the one occurrence when mining <laughs> companies don't care about their workers. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the dad from, uh, I think, uh, Seventh Heaven, right? Is that where that guy's from? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty oh sure. Oh my god. This they must have made this movie before they uh watched that that last week tonight bit about the slap suits. So I right. think this movie probably came out when they're like, "Well, we don't want to make it seem like we're against huge coal mining uh CEOs or we might get sued." What do you it's think like, is paying for Netflix? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's probably some oil wrapped up in there. I'm not sure. But this is Oh man, just so many glancing issues too. Like there, it's just such a vapid and empty and shallow experience because every the racism, the touching on it, how in, you know white people have taken native lands for oil drilling, the the just uh, you know the post traumatic stress. There's so mm-hmm. many things in there that have like at face value some things that you could actually try to say at least, but <laughs> yeah. all of them are just kind of like exploding set pieces and Gertie gets cut in half by his one step by <laughs> but not cut in half because it's PG thirteen and it's very toothless. Yeah. I was so I was so shocked because Lawrence Fishburne dies like fifteen minutes into their road trip. <laughs> He's just, I, it's I, he somehow gets like he, th- these huge like fiber optic cables that they're towing these these trucks with uh he gets his leg like twisted in between them i'm and i'm t- i'm like i don't think that that's physically possible for you to fucking do because it takes so much for those cables to even bend much less wrap yeah. right around your ankle well I mean, even if something like that does happen, they mention so many times that it's like 40 tons inside of these trucks, and then also it's another <laughs> truck pulling that truck. It would just fucking yeah, cut his it would leg just clean take your off. leg right off. Yeah. It would take your leg right off, absolutely. But we get a shot of it that's like the one violent shot of the movie that's showing his leg and it's just like a little bit gumby I, you know? I, I thought for the longest time that he was like okay it's all cool because it's just got my shoe like my foot's out of it like i thought that right that it, <laughs> he was, was uh scot-free but i guess that was his mangled leg <laughs> it's a they definitely didn't shoot this on like in Alaska, yeah, they or, couldn't well, have. it's in Canada. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe they have a bunch of tax write-offs there, but also there's no breath being seen the whole movie. I noted, <laughs> so uh, it wasn't cold. Yeah, I also thought it was really stupid, and this is just like a plot thing. I know it, it doesn't really have anything to do with how the movie works, but if you are a a, a line of three semi trucks that are, um, you know, on an ice road and one of them breaks down and you've noticed or you've noted it's april so the ice is relatively thinner mm-hmm. uh you don't 
uh, you you could stop the trucks if you're if you're in the lead to send a mechanic back to fix it. What you don't do is back up the two leading All of trucks, trucks to go to the like so they're like nose to nose in front of this other truck that's sinking into the ice. It's like yeah i swear to yep. for for all the ways that this movie tries desperately to tell you as much information as possible about how trucks work mm-hmm. they they that is not great practice like the in the first couple minutes of them like on the road they're like this is a trucker thing and this is why they say it it's about cattle and and they just like are constantly like the drive shaft is how you do this and all truckers know that and it's like i don't need to know this as an audience member i don't give a shit if i mean you could if they actually used it at all but there, (laughs) there is also in that same vein there's the the chekhov's bobblehead there's like a bobblehead on on the truck and there and she's like that uh that's to tell the kind of like the i don't know the thickness of the ice or something if it's bobbing too much uh if we're going too fast and you go in if you're going too slow and it's bobbling too much then you go in and then i was like oh we're gonna have like a jurassic park (laughs) t-rex coming sort of situation but then like the peak of it is them just driving and the thing's bobbling around they're like "Uh oh yeah it's also (laughs) uh colonel uh, general custer which is on oh the nose. yeah, yeah. It, it well, that's her whole character her is native <laughs> person. So <laughs> it's almost like they've forgotten nuance mm. in this one. It's strange for a movie with Liam Neeson too, because usually <laughs> they're so fleshed out. Uh, another thing that I think we have to mention because it is li- literally exists only in one moment of the entire movie as an ex machina. Uh, Tantu is with the insurance guy and he's like I'm going to I'm going to beat you up and, and everything and and they're like kind of wrestling yeah. around and he like reaches into a bag and gets his finger bit by an animal that we have oh, yeah. ne- have heard nothing from this entire yeah, they movie. show him at the beginning because they gave the special needs uh guy a rat that he has because that's what that's what special needs people do. Yeah, is they have little You've rats seen in boxes of mice and men, right? They just love yeah, come on, little creatures. Where do you think the mice came from in, right. in that movie? It's that <laughs> the thing doesn't make a single sound the whole movie until he decides to put his hand in a duffel bag and gets bit, and then she gets her chance to like knock him away or whatever. And then mm-hmm. at the end, yeah. uh, she gives the rat to Liam Neeson, and it's like supposed to be like, hey, we're friends forever now, even though long-haul trucking doesn't really work that way. It's not like... No, <laughs> I can't imagine you see the same people quite a bit. Also, in uh, the whole Looney Tune villain sort of thing, he also causes an avalanche to try to stop them towards the <laughs> yes. end, which is just a, a fucking move yeah. too which i i think we need to see more of that in, in other <laughs> movies yeah <laughs> you know what we need we need some more of that because this guy this he has cornered the market he has so many different the guy comes back like three fucking times three yeah. separate times i don't know how the geography of this whole movie worked but there was a lot of leaving and coming back to a singular like point that mm-hmm. is constantly moving that I was just baffled by. <laughs> it yeah, they do a lot of driving and then the action 
the set pieces only take place like within a quarter mile of each other, <laughs> like within shots of them driving for like five minutes. Yeah. It's like, I don't think that's really, how, and that, <laughs> that guy can just kind of go up a mountain in like five minutes and cut them off at the pass. Yeah. There's not a lot of thought in it, yeah. which is, it's hard to lampoon this one for not having a lot of thought because he brought a yeah. lot of dynamite. <laughs> He brought a lot of dynamite. It blew my mind. There was like six sticks of dynamite. And he fucking... He had more. <laughs> Liam Neeson underhands it like 20 feet away. He's like, Ooh. and Yeah, and then it blows up. And you, like, in... They show a shot of him driving away. And there's a big blizzard, so you can't really see the truck that he's trying to blow up. But you see, like, pretty much a fucking mushroom cloud. <laughs> And then it cuts to Liam Neeson, and, like, it didn't even blow up the ice that he yeah. threw it on, which these trucks are going through, but six sticks of dynamite. Yeah. Six sticks of dynamite. It. Also, if I was throwing sticks, uh, six sticks of dynamite away from me, and I'm standing on an ice road that's thin, I wouldn't be underhanding that shit. <laughs> like, no. I, I'm going to Google this right now because I don't know enough to speak on it, but if I saw six sticks of dynamite within any within a reachable distance to me i'll just be like well <laughs> call it nothing i can do yeah shit. time of death you go and you put your head next to it so yeah. <laughs> just get it as soon as possible i don't want shrapnel or anything i want to be no. this explosion <laughs> that's literally all you can do okay how big is six sticks of dynamite oh sticks of butter and that's not right <laughs> That I might be less worried about. <laughs> Why don't you skim mm. that? The, this guy is like the insurance guy is straight up like a painted uh, a painted tunnel away from being a, an entire just uh, <laughs> Wiley Coyote situation. Yeah. Okay. A standard stick can blast a twelve inch tree stump from the ground. That doesn't help me. It does seem a lot less like it would make a mushroom cloud. Even if there were six of them. Yeah, well, there was six of them, yeah, but probably not. The thing about that is, like, the insurance guy would have to believe that the the tanker also blew. The, the, the truck blew, but it didn't, so the explosion should and has to be a lot smaller <laughs> in reality. Yeah, yeah, I, and that's a big sticking point of all the action... And also why they're really gunning for the PG-13 thing, because like in the in the chase sequence at the end, he's like, we need the insurance company to to clear this as accidents. No, no guns. Yeah. Uh, and he's just the worst hitman in the entire world, too. <laughs> he <is>. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of bumbling. <sighs> you know, what? I, I, I'm giving up on the on the stick of dynamite thing. I don't have an answer for you, but I guarantee it'll knock a hole in ice. Why wouldn't you just sink all three of them in the same place it makes the most sense yeah like when you well, all backed up in to save lord's fish for like just set the set the pipes off right there right he does he does actually I, I i'm now remembering he does cover the dynamite as part of an accident thing because when he gets to the middle manager because the middle manager all of a sudden shows up and then we're like oh these guys are in cahoots yeah. obviously uh and he's like, yeah, he was carrying too much dynamite. Told him shouldn't carry that much dynamite. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, okay. All right. 
And it's funny that they started that conversation in a coded way, just being like, yeah, he had an accident. And then the middle manager's like, good, now take her and murder her <laughs> over there. <laughs> like, oh, we're not doing this, uh, oh. we're not doing this back and forth. <laughs> yeah, you're, oh, we're pretty okay. confident I'm not wearing a wire. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, uh, the big comeuppance of the movie is ultimately him just getting punched in the face by a 90-year-old man, so I guess <laughs> yeah. things could have gone worse for him. I will say, of all of the bad violence that happens, in, and by bad I mean just poor, uh, yeah. that last punch is probably the worst thing that happens. In that, like he, ha- he does a one-punch like cold cock in the beginning of the movie, this one just looks which like, is also very bad too yeah it's also very bad this one really looks like nobody was into it like nobody on set <laughs> cared to take another shot at it or, or they had anything. to go back for reshoots because they're like well we can't just let this guy get arrested we have to have this geriatric motherfucker come up and give him what's yeah. for which also that's such a funny thing that you bring that up because he shows up and like saves the day quote unquote at the end but he's just a trucker no one knows who the fuck he is and then there's like this big confrontation and a bunch of people and this kind of like no one would know who Liam Neeson is especially not the miners that just yeah. came out of the mine so this <laughs> rando walks up and just punches this guy like who wouldn't restrain Liam Neeson you can't just guy. exact violent justice on people especially not someone that hasn't been around yeah. your entire life and just shows up and someone knocks someone out yeah. and it's like oh it's fucking directly yeah, after like the it. ceo guy is like you paid them to shut off the sensors you're disgusting it's like oh boy Got somebody him. protests yeah. too much <laughs> yeah for, for real you own a mining company <laughs> like whatever you're doing whoa you were corrupt this whole time oh not me though i'm a, a CEO stands for can't. Uh, wow, I really thought I could just come up with something. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, everything was garbage. Yeah, no. what, what was the music like? I don't remember. It was the probably music just was from the internet. Yeah, the, it could have been from any of the Taken movies. It probably was. It could have been it from the was. other Ice Road movie he did like two years prior. <laughs> Mm, yeah, that one seems at least a little bit interesting. I know that that's what you thought this movie was yeah. when you were going in to guesstimate <laughs> it. That one's, um, oh shit, what's it called? Cold Pursuit. In Cold Pursuit, yeah. That one at least has like a little bit of murder in it. Yeah. And probably... I've never isn't. paid so dearly for a mistake in my life. <laughs> I am envious of that, but also <laughs> you made me pay as well. So I'm... You deserve it. Uh, what score are you going to give Ice the Road? The Ice Road. Ice the Road, parentheses, the Ice Road. <laughs> oh, boy. I w- I'm going to give this like a... I'm going to give this one a two. Oh, that is that is pretty brutal. I'm, uh, I'm personally giving this one a 48. I don't remember what we um, gave them... Uh, Knights Templar or whatever, Knight of the Templar. That was before we were doing ratings, oh, okay. so you didn't. So I think, like, you in retrospect can give that movie a negative something. Yeah, that Because one that gets, one's abhorrent. That one is terrible. Uh, beyond words, yeah. really. <laughs> I'm interested in revisiting it one of these days to see if it is as unholy as it has pertained to be in my brain. Yeah. It's got to be. It's pretty bad. I guess two is a little harsh. I mean, this like it's shot on professional equipment at least. <laughs> this is about all it's yeah. got going for it. I'll, it I'll, has Liam Neeson and Lawrence Fishburne yeah. in it too. I'll beef. I'll beef it to three point five. 
All right. Hey, if that's what you're feeling, I think so. I I thought okay. just I'll, I'll it's beefed up because a Lawrence Fishburne clearly made the genius decision to be the guy who dies early and has, can just leave <laughs> everything else behind. Yeah, I guarantee they <laughs> shot this in a sound studio in like L.A. Yeah. So uh, he probably could have just gone and gotten a sandwich or something. He was in the neighborhood. That's the <laughs> yeah. only reason he was on this this stinker. <laughs> Every actor in this movie, as soon as you like, you're you are auditioning. You're not sure what the role is. I'm not sure if this is the order of how things happened here, but you know, you go in, you lead, the, you read your lines. They're like, "Yeah, you got the part of lead minor," and you're like, "Oh, good, thank God, it's a Netflix original movie. This is gonna be a good move for my career." And then they're <laughs> like, uh, "And we just got Liam Neeson for the lead," and you're like, "Fuck, oh no, <laughs> this is gonna be very bad, isn't it?" Oh, I'm in a Liam Neeson movie. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty much made for TV movies after TV died. <laughs> I like to think they didn't they didn't tell anyone who was working on the mining scenes that Liam Neeson was going to be there, and then they shot the the part where they all get out of the mine, and they're like looking around and like, oh fuck, there he is! <laughs> oh, God damn it, it's Liam Neeson. <laughs> Who's that six foot five guy over there? Oh Jesus. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was Nosferatu, but unfortunately, <laughs> it's much worse. It's Liam Neeson. Ugh. Damn, I was hoping Taken. it was uh, Adam Driver and Old Face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping they can take in this one off of my IMDb page. Oh, boy. Uh, what a ride. What a slow and arduous ride. But what's your recommendation of a, of a movie or a piece of media this week? You had one that you mentioned last week. I don't remember what it was. What was that? I also told you last week that you weren't going to remember what it is, so I'm just Fuck, wanted to point really it out so my thought, prophecy has come true. Yeah, I really thought I, that in the moment I would remember it, but mm-hmm. I don't think I did remember it. Hey, I call my shots, player. Yeah. Well, in lieu of that uh, being uncovered, I, my recommendation is that you get uh, Halo Infinite and <laughs> and uh, add me or something so we can play mm-hmm. Halo Infinite. That sounds good. I had Halo Infinite, but for some reason it doesn't work on my computer anymore, and it's a tragic event for me. Very tragic. Yep, I'm not doing okay. Uh, My recommendation is um, I've been in quarantine for the past seeming year, um, but it's only been about seven, ooh, excuse me, seven days, so um, I've taken it upon myself to rewatch all of Breaking Bad, and that, that's something that holds up very well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been threatening to do it for years, but just, you know, (laughs) it's kind of a a big old task to do so. But hey, when you got nowhere to go and you can't go to a grocery store or, I don't know, just sit out in the yard and stare at the grass, (laughs) then, yeah, it's too cold for that. Thank you all for joining us here. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed the review portion. Like I always say, if you want to see our guesstimation portion of it, it's much more interesting than this actual movie. Uh, It's not really a high bar to set, so literally you could probably put 100 monkeys down at a typewriter and come up with something a little bit more interesting than the ice road. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. Mm -hmm. You got anything to plug, Chris? 
Uh, nothing other than my band has a new single. It's still new. It's still new-ish oh, now. Yeah. It's been out for about two weeks. Check out uh, Beeswax by McWeekerton on anywhere you stream music. And that is my plug. Anything you're doing? Oh, I'm just on Instagram hanging out. <laughs> at Kean Hagstrom. Yeah, at Kean Hagstrom Creations. Uh, reach out to me on there if you want to be Halo friends. <laughs> Halo friends. The world is a better place for it. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. We will see you next week for a guesstimation of a movie. Hopefully we can do one that we enjoy. <laughs> and that's it. That's the end of that sentence. <laughs> Uh, also, one last thing. <laughs> for a movie called The Ice Road, the they're only on an ice road for probably about like 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. The rest of it is more pills yeah. and exposition. Yeah, they're just kind of like in a snowy area. Yeah. I have been one of your two reluctant miners, Chris Coble, and I'm over 18 <laughs> with an E. And I'm playing Halo all the time, Kid Hagstrom. <laughs> <laughs> 360 no scope. Yeah.